Today on the news and why it matters, Rudy Giuliani, in the midst of impeachment, says he will now start to reveal the evidence he has against Joe Biden. Uh, also, the Biden campaign issues a warning to the media, better fall in line and debunk corruption claims or else. There's, there's, no, there's no other truth here, nothing to see. Got a lot coming up and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by the one and only Stubergear. Yes. Who has been missing the show because he's got his own stuff. He's like really big and like a huge celebrity now with his own show. Mm-hmm. And so he's too busy for us. Yes. <laughs> but he's been really busy with Stu Does America. Yeah, getting everything ready for the uh, February 4th launch. Yes. So we've been very busy, but I'm, uh, I am I miss you guys. I miss, uh, I miss being over here, so Aww, I'm excited. Thanks. Yeah. Well, thanks for being back. I know you're really busy, so thanks for th- taking the time. Jason Buttrell, Chief Researcher of the Glenn Beck Program and TheBlaze.com's very own Aaron Colin. Thanks, you guys, for being here. Uh, we got a lot to get into First, we would like to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. So if you are one of many Americans who just live in constant pain and you're just really depressed and in a bad mood all the time because you're just in pain, you are not alone. Uh, There are 50 million people who miss work in America due to pain, and these people spend over $2,000 a year to combat their pain. 65% are just like, well, this is life. This is just the way life is now. I'm just going to... Just live in pain. That's awesome. Yeah, you don't want to live that way. You got to try Relief Factor. It's 100% drug free. It was created by doctors. Uh, it targets the inflammation in your body. I know all you people who are like big pharma people like Stu over here are like, okay, <laughs> all natural, drug free. I don't think that really works. Yeah, well, it works for 70% of the people who try it. They try that three-week quick start pack. It's $19.95, and they go on to keep ordering more. That's how many people it's working for. If you are one of those people who just live in pain, it doesn't have to be that way. You can go to relieffactor.com. Get that three-week quick start pack. Like I said, it's $19.95. That's like a dollar a day. Uh, I'd say that's a pretty wise investment that you should make to see if you can get out of pain. If you do, it is life-changing. That is relieffactor.com. Go there now now well go there after the show like, watch the show first and then go there immediately after the show uh rudy giuliani mm, president trump's personal lawyer of course rudy giuliani in the midst of all of this impeachment circus and you guys i try every day i try i try i watch i scan i look for usable clips on this show and i just come up short because everything is so stupid and boring and utterly Insane. I, I just. I don't even know where to CNN start. I've been told by CNN that Adam Schiff is killing it. So. Oh, is it? That's <laughs> what I've heard. I mean, they really. They're like, this is out. riveting. We're gonna read this in history books in 2060, which I thought that the world was ending in 10 years. So I don't know why they would make that sort of <laughs> like proclamation. But they are. They're acting like Adam Schiff is just like he is really sticking it to Trump. He is really making the case for impeachment when Nothing's in reality new. there's nothing. There's nothing. Everything that he's saying right now, we've already heard them say over the past what month or so. Mm-hmm. So literally everything I, you can skip through all of this, this entire thing. I just want to see what the lawyer, what the lawyers have to say, because there's been no defense, like right. public defense, really, from his side. Well, this entire thing. and then he'll even come out and say, you know, President Trump did all these things. He shows <sighs> that he believes that he is above the law. And it's like, but you didn't accuse him of breaking any laws. That's true. What is the law that you accused him of breaking? There is none. Yeah, they're making a big point about the fact that they don't need him to break a law to impeach him. Uh, that was actually a big part of their initial uh, presentation was to say that they didn't need to break a law 
to impeach him. So uh, I don't think being above the law has any part of this conversation. I, I've been thinking about this a, a lot, and I think you're right. When you, whenever you talk about you know, boring and ineffective and all the words that you use to describe, I mean, Adam Schiff does come immediately to mind. <laughs> uh, that's him. That's his persona. But he was making an argument yesterday, and I, 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 this just hit me as he was making it for the first time. And I guess, like, we've heard all these arguments so many times, eventually your mind just gets creative. Um, but I don't know, maybe, I, maybe you guys have thought about this, but I hadn't, which is big part of their case is to say that Donald Trump wanted an investigation of Joe Biden, but he wanted it only it announced. Well, he wanted it announced, but he didn't need, care about the actual investigation. That proves that he doesn't care about corruption, right? So that's such an interesting argument, because if you believe that, and, if, and that's their argument, that's what they say happened, he didn't actually want the investigation. What you're saying is he went through all of this trouble to get some random Ukrainian guy that no one has ever heard of to say they were investigating Joe Biden? What impact would that possibly have had? We have the United States government under Obama using the IRS to go after Tea Party groups and barely anybody mentioned it. Mm -hmm. Some Ukrainian guy saying there was an investigation going on would make zero impact here. The only way it would make impact is if they actually did go through the investigation and found dirt on Joe Biden. But since uh, they have given us this wonderful point here that they didn't care about the actual investigation, only the announcement, we're in that weird period where, like, you have to believe that Donald Trump did all of this stuff that they're accusing him of just to, like, what would the American polls, how would they move if you had a Ukrainian official say that they were uh, investigating Joe Biden? 0.0 points? Yeah. And no at, one would even notice yeah, it. At one point, they were showing all the polls, the Fox News polls that showed Biden beating uh, Trump. And so they said, well, right after these polls came out, that's when he started going hard to get Ukraine to investigate Biden. And it just doesn't make any sense because, like you said, that's not going to move the needle at all. They made it seem like Trump panicked and said, oh, no, Joe's about to beat me, so let me call up Ukraine yeah. and get this investigation going. It, it's nonsense. To Stu's point as well, uh, you know, you said what kind of coverage would that, would that even get? We had in Ukraine, there was a court case and Ukrainian people were convicted yeah. of interfering in the American election. I didn't see that on one mainstream media outlet. Well, so, <laughs> and that's a good point. And then not only that, but there is actually an active investigation going on right now into all of that stuff, into Burisma's Locheski, which is the head of Burisma. It's going on right now. It's not in Western media hardly anywhere. Mm -hmm. We've talked about it a little bit, but you can't find it. If you want to find any all these things, like if they did announce that there was an investigation uh, into the Bidens or like what they were doing, it would show up very little here. It would show up a ton mm -hmm. in Ukrainian media. If you want to know what's really going on there, you got to go to the Ukrainian media. I, I really love, I want to get to Rudy Giuliani's tweet, but I really love how all of the left simultaneously try to paint Donald Trump as like this calculating, cunning, manipulative man. And then at the same time, so dumb, he has no idea what he's talking about and he's not fit for office. Like pick one or the other. You have to believe he's an absolute idiot to just want an, an announcement of an investigation in a foreign country. I mean, think about this. Like we now know Zelensky and you kind, you may have remembered Zelensky just as like the comedian who was, who was elected president. And that was kind <laughs> of a little bit of a story. Yeah. But I mean, him even being elected was barely a story. He was a guy who was on like television and, uh, and got elected. Like, who is the uh, Turkmenistan? Who's the president of Turkmenistan? No, I might happen to know that one because I'm a, <laughs> yeah, you're a nerd. But, like, nobody would know that, right? Yeah. No one knows who Nazarbayev. the Croatian. Uh, no, it's a. Uh, I, I, oh God, I'm not. It's the. It's the former guy's dentist. Um, He's uh, hilarious. Garbanguly Berkmedov. 
Um, oh my God. But the point, but the point is, <laughs> I, I, butchered, times fast. I butchered the pronunciation. I'm sure if you're watching Garp and Gully, you're very pissed off. Apologies. At me. Uh, but I mean, these are big fans. <laughs> the point is, though, like the Croatian president, the, the president of, we don't even know who these people are in this country. Like things, ha- Brexit happens and it barely wakes us up. Mm-hmm. The fact that one dumb announcement from some guy in a country that 90% of, the, uh, of Americans don't even know exists other than like, isn't that the place that almost, you know, blew up in Chernobyl? Like maybe. Maybe they, maybe because the, the HBO series was still on. It's insane. You have to believe so many weird, implausible things for this to be the story CNN and 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 uh, Adam Schiff want it to be. And, and look, it's just not there. Yeah. It's just not there. The American people, you know, a lot of them don't like Trump, and the, you know, everyone on one side is going to say they want him out. But you're not getting anybody but the Democratic hardcores here. Yeah. That's it. Uh, as I said earlier. President Trump's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, he's been off and off and on tweeting about, you know, he has evidence of this big pay for play scheme that he was going to uh, to reveal to the American public. He has not yet done so Uh, today. He tweeted this morning. He tweeted. Let's see. It's everything I tried to tell you. The press last March is now coming out and more. I will now start to reveal the evidence directly to you, the people. The Biden family enterprise made millions by selling public office. Then when Joe was Obama's point man, they all made millions. Um, Jason, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and toss that to you and see how much you give us. <laughs> Pretty sure, yeah. i got to be very careful in you know, answering this no, question. It's, it's just your uh, job on the line. It's totally fine. I, th- <laughs> I think I know exactly what Rudy Giuliani is going to reveal, and I... I hope that he has what I think that he might have, but I don't think will actually come out until there's another court case going on right now in Arkansas that um, might reveal uh, this. And that's the, uh, th- there's a... Hunter Biden paternity. Yep, and he's just been told, I think he's just been subpoenaed and yeah, told to go in front of the court. better show up. So, right, because they were threatening to hold him in contempt because he has failed to turn over any of his financial records to the court. Right, and so and so when you just hear that on face value, you're like, okay, whatever. So he had a little bit extra money that he wasn't, you know, he's being a turd and didn't get it over like he should have. Um, but there's so much more involved there. When you see these financial records, which I hope... Uh, that Giuliani has mm-hmm. could reveal, okay, I got this money into this account. Where did that money come from? Did it come from this entity in a certain place? Did it come from one of those crazy, uh, again, I'm going to get myself in trouble, one of those places, you know, that shady business deals go go on? Uh, I think that that's probably what he has. But when the American public finds that information out, it's going to be the Rosetta Stone, if you will, that translates the entire July 25th phone call. And you'll understand that call in a completely different light. Everything that he mentions in there from CrowdStrike, which is a conspiracy theory, Mm -hmm. but that will mean something different once you realize some of these financial records. That will come. That will make. That will mean something completely different. Investigations into uh, Hunter Biden is a completely different context. Uh, some of the people that he mentions, um, it, it, you'll just it, it, you'll look at it. You'll, you'll finally realize. Oh my gosh, this is why we withheld military aid. It is. This is the reason why, and it has nothing to do with politics whatsoever. Yeah. Aaron, you've got to believe, like, Rudy Giuliani has got to finally dump this evidence <laughs> because he keeps teasing it right. and he keeps telling the American people it's going to be like the Russia thing or the impeachment thing where the American people are going to go, okay, we've heard this too much. We're, we're turning it off. Yeah, I find myself frustrated with this, the teasing that comes with some of these people. Like, John Bolton has done something similar. Like, I know stuff, but, you know, I may talk, I may not. If 
if you have the information, now's the time. We're in the impeachment trial. Let's let's go ahead and get it out there so we can see what's going on, especially if it's relevant to the call, like you said. If you have something that's clear, put it out there for, for us to see it. And if you don't have it, I'm kind of, you know, to hear the teases, I'm just kind of like, okay, well, if you've got it, show me. But if you don't, if you don't have it yet, I'm not interested in hearing the That's why teases. it's imperative that, Ju- uh, not Juliana, that, um, that Hunter Biden testify. Mm-hmm. I want to get him. That's why they are scared to death, scared to death. There was those, what was that, Monday when there was the rumor that they might trade Bolton, yeah, Bolton for, for Hunter, and then was it Chuck Schumer was like, oh, no, that's not on the table. You know, that was a prank caller. It must have been, something like that. I'd, I'd pull the trigger on that trade right away. Oh, because what are you going to yeah. find out? Yeah. Oh, yes, I said that it was a drug deal. Yeah. I did not agree with them. You, what else do you want to hear? What else are you going to hear? There's a reason why. That's, that's all you're going to find out. And honestly, like, even if he does have something uh, that's damaging to the Trump administration, I'd want to hear it, right? Like mm-hmm. from Bolton. I, I think Bol- I would like Bolton to testify. I think that would be a positive. I think it probably does nothing but winds up probably helping uh, Trump. I don't think it's going to wind up really legitimately hurting him. It's going to affirm but, everything you heard from the yeah, other witnesses. Probably. Yeah, pr- probably. I mean, he wasn't a big fan. I don't think they got along all that well and they didn't agree on everything. But that being said, if you could get Hunter Biden to testify... That would be huge. I mean, you know, look, this is a big deal. He's the centerpiece of this entire thing because the whole thing boils down to the motivation of the president of the United States when he makes this call. Why is he doing it? Is he doing it for national interest or is he doing it because he believes something else is going on? I think the evidence you're talking about is going to fill in some of those gaps. Hunter Biden can fill in some of those gaps. Uh, Peter Schweitzer's book is filling in some of those gaps. Um, You know, uh, I mean, even Laura Ingram had something last night that was a pretty big story. These things are kind of all coming out at the same time. Obviously, some of that is arranged, I think. I, I think people leak things to certain parties in certain ways for certain times. But still, I mean, this is the problem when you're the Democrats and you start going down this road. You've got a lot of skeletons uh, you know, buried all over the place and you don't want people digging down this road. And now people have been digging for a while and this stuff is starting to come out. And it's crucial. And Democrats have been saying, look, we cannot have him because he's not relevant to whether he withheld the aid. Like uh, Peter Schiff had this quote, what was that, just a couple days ago or yesterday? Yeah, um, yeah, Adam Schiff. Yeah. What did I say? Peter Schiff? Peter yeah. Schiff? Adam Schiff. Different Schiff. <laughs> Different Schiff. Yeah, he said it was an abuse of power because he didn't, he didn't, he wasn't a relevant witness. He had right. no information. Couldn't tell you why the, why this, this, and this. No yes, context. Which is exactly true. He can't tell you those things. But what his testimony can tell you is why those things happen to right. begin with. Mm-hmm. And that's why, the whole question. Right. You have to right. go back to that to understand why the call even happened. You see the Democrats getting ahead of it today. They've been talking a lot about, well, this is why Hunter Biden wasn't corrupt. This is why Joe Biden was right to do what he did. They know this is coming when the president's lawyers get up there. So they're trying to get ahead of it and set the narrative ahead of time. Which is funny because if I'm a Democrat and I know Hunter Biden has nothing to say and nothing to do with it. I'm like, Let him sure, testify. I'll trade Hunter Biden for John yeah. Bolton. Let's do the deal. Let him testify. He's got nothing to say. You guys are going to look like a bunch of idiots. Yeah, if it's a diversionary tactic, <laughs> it's conspiracy theory, it will come out. Right. It all will look really stupid. And frankly, I think it would be very difficult for Hunter Biden's testimony to live up to the hype. Right. right. Like he's actually like our image of him is basically like a cracked out guy, like throwing <laughs> money at strippers in Alabama somewhere. Like this is not a guy you think would come Alabama. off. Well, I don't know. It could be. I, you know, I mean, I'm interesting. <laughs> uh, but you know, it could be anything. Right. I mean, like, who knows? Like my impression of him is Kendall Roy from Succession, which is like yeah. basically the worst possible thing that you could you could be. I mean, out of control, lunatic out for his own money. Well, you know, he might come off and maybe, you know, maybe he comes off well. Right. Like there, right. There, it actually could hurt the Republicans to bring him. But it's important for America. Right. Like we're to know what actually happened. If we give a crap about what actually happened, both Hunter Biden and John Bolton, I think, would be valuable. I think that's a good trade. Mm-hmm. All right. The Biden campaign's warning to the media 
You better fall in line and debunk all those things that sound bad about Creepy Uncle Joe. We'll be back. Did they use Creepy Uncle Joe in the letter? <laughs> I mean, that may have been an embellishment. So it was Joe Biden's nephew that wrote it. <laughs> More on Joe Biden in just a moment. More on Joe Biden? That's exactly what I heard. <laughs> You're calling him a moron in the middle of the segment? Yeah! New show. Yeah! You say moron. More on Joe so Biden. Oh, now, now it's two separate yeah. words. It's now it's happening. Wow. More on Joe Biden in a minute. Uh, but first, we would like to thank Rough Greens, our new sponsor, Rough Greens. So those of you dog owners out there, um, your dry dog food that you're feeding your dog it usually has like a two to three year shelf life, which is awesome for storage, but not awesome for the health of your dog because it's killing like the probiotics and the enzymes and all of the good stuff that is supposed to be in your dog's food. Uh, so Rough Greens takes care of that. And let me just tell you, I don't know if you are like I am, but um, with my dog, I used to have, I, I was the supplement person, right? Like I went and got the, you know, the probiotics and the fatty acids. This and is the least surprising thing I've ever I know, right? I know, I know. So I had like all of these different, uh, you know, boxes and jars that I was trying to figure out how to add to my dog's food and how to supplement and make sure that she got everything that she needed. I don't have to do that anymore because I found Rough Greens VitaSmart. So it's not a dog food. It's a supplement that you put into your dog's food and it has all of the live nutrients necessary for your dog to have superior health. Uh, it doesn't matter if you feed your dog the expensive dog food like we do or you make your dog's food at home maybe. You're still not getting all of the nutrients that you could be with Rough Greens VitaSmart. It will make your dog's food better and healthier. If you would like to see your dog thrive, which you should if you're a good dog owner. If you don't, then you should probably like give it to someone who wants to take care of it. Go to roughgreens.com slash blaze. That is R-U-F-F, like roughgreens.com slash blaze. Or you can call 833-MY-DOG. Seriously, though. It's like it's all in one. It's got all of the nutrients that you could need for your dog in one. You just sprinkle it up and they eat it right up. Roughgreens.com slash blaze. And I believe it's 833-MY-DOG-32. Oh, sorry. 833-MY-DOG-32 because my dog doesn't. She's sitting there for like a half an hour waiting for it to ring. And those guys <laughs> <laughs> Poor people. <laughs> Math. What is it? What is it really? 833-MY-DOG-32. Luckily, though, many people don't actually use the phone for calling That's anymore. True. That's true. <laughs> but the ones that do would have been really confused. You're right. Uh, so the Biden campaign issued a warning to the media this week uh, to fall in line and debunk corruption claims or else you're going to get Joe Biden like he was with Ed O'Keefe yesterday getting in your face. All right. You don't want that. Uh, they said, the, uh, well, by the way, this memo was titled The Imperative for Honest Coverage of Trump's Ukraine Conspiracy Theory. What could possibly go wrong with a t uh, memo title like that, Jason? <laughs> Absolutely insane, this thing. If you read all the way through it, they talk about how it's their duty to put down misinformation and for them to debunk this. Mm -hmm. So it's an order for them to not actually look at the truth of it just to say that it's debunked. And really, he doesn't even have to put this memo out. He didn't have to put this memo out because they've already been doing it for him. Yeah. Uh, we did an entire special on all the different things that they claim are debunked, which are outright lies. Nothing, as far as I've seen, that's not outright conspiracy theory like some 
some of the CrowdStrike stuff right. has been debunked. None yeah. of it. Uh, it says Trump's objective was to pressure the Ukrainian government into spreading a malicious and conclusively debunked conspiracy theory that Vice President Biden engaged in wrongdoing when he executed official United States policy to remove a corrupt prosecutor from office. And then, of course, it instructs the media to, quote, state clearly and unambiguously that such claims of corruption have been discredited and debunked. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Uh, you know, it, like even if you want to say that Joe Biden had nothing to do with this, right? The, there's an issue here that Hunter Biden happened to get a job where he was uniquely positioned to benefit over the uh, from the uh, U- official U.S. policy. He was in there investigating the oil and gas industry, and it, the biggest competitor to the company he was going after was Burisma, where Hunter Biden was working, and 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 this idea that. There's no evidence for these things is really frustrating. You can say, and I think you, Jason, you've been you've been in this world more than anybody. You can say a lot of crazy crap goes down in Ukraine. <laughs> a lot of people do a lot of things. It's hard to sort out the truth. We've had people on, uh, you know, that that we get worried about as you get closer, and we have to go through so many layers of checking because you don't know with some of these guys over there. I mean, look at Lev Parnas, for example, mm-hmm. who Giuliani had to go and, and, and was working with and trying to get information, get connected to people. Then he comes around and turns around and says all different things that he said uh, to Giuliani, he says to the media. Um, there's a lot of corruption over there. That being said, there were convictions on this on the Ukrainians um, fiddling with our elections. There were convictions in the country. So to, you can say that there's we don't believe those convictions. You can throw these things out, try to debunk them. The bottom line is, though, there is absolutely, absolutely evidence to these things. And they know it. But giving that nuance opens up the door for people to question it. So they just go out with these straight out denials. Don't even look. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the opposite of the Glenn Beck approach of do your own homework. It's don't even look. Don't do your own homework. Don't look over there because what you'll find, we don't want to deal with. Mm-hmm. And that is, that, that's the sort of motivation that the media shouldn't have. It what's, should need to go for the truth. What's weird is the all of a sudden, just it's, it seems like a sudden paranoia has hit them. Just all of a sudden, They're like specifically this past week or so. And I think it was a couple of days ago, the the Biden campaign came out with this like slick little what really happened in Ukraine. And I was like, holy crap, I'm watching this because we've done so much work on it. I want to see what he's going to say about it. And it was just a bunch of nothing garbage. Literally, he was like, I did nothing wrong. It was it was a perfect phone call. It was his version of that. Exactly what it was. You know, I was fully in line with U.S. policy, all this stuff. But then I heard uh, Adam Schiff didn't call him. The other Peter or whatever that's gone before. But Adam Schiff said the ex- he regurgitated the exact same words yesterday. Yeah. The exact same words. And now we see this memo which says the so it's a coordinated thing for them for them to come out right now and get ahead of this. But I really don't that's why I don't know who they're addressing because the mainstream media is already on board. Yeah. It strikes me as a bad strategy because if nobody's really covering it and then you say, Don't look at this corruption that we have over there, well everybody's gonna be like, Well, what do you keep talking about? You keep you're sending us videos, you're sending memos to the media, that's just gonna make more people who probably weren't going to care about it say, well, let me just check on this. To see. Don't press that red what button. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I was going to ask you, because as a reporter, especially if you're an honest, ethical reporter and you hear some, a, a, an entire campaign tell you, you better not spout this. You better just debunk it whenever you hear it. Your reporter mindset has to go. 
Obviously. Okay, there's something here that I yeah. need to look into. Well, there, there's no, there's there's none of them because what they've been reporting so far are just straight up lies. Mm-hmm. I've seen them link back as their evidence to uh, headlines where the headline said everything they wanted it to say, but if you read further down on along along in the article, it was aggregated. Once you see where they aggregated it from, it said something completely different. Yeah. But they took the aggregated misleading headline because it's what they want. That's the narrative they wanted you to follow. They know people aren't going to dig into this Ukraine stuff because it really is hard to get to the Ukrainian media sources and to know what to trust. So they know people aren't going to go that far. So all they have to do is paint the surface over and then they'll pretty much be clean. Lazy. Lazy reporters. All of you. Except the ones here. You guys are cool. Back in a minute. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Shots fired at air. Before we go into overtime, in case you missed it when we talked about it earlier in the show, you are missing out if you do not tune in to Stu Does America. You've got some content out this week. Is it preview content? Yep, some preview content coming out this week, and we're still kind of finalizing the set and getting all that stuff ready. But the first uh, day of the show in full form will be February 4th. It's the day after uh, the Iowa caucus, and it sounds important that we scheduled that day. Also happens to be the day I get back mm-hmm. from the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, <laughs> I probably should have started the show like two weeks ago, but yeah. the Super Bowl trip was coming up. So we're going to do it February 4th. Uh, it's going to be very exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to do it because it's going to be uh, kind of a fun way to be able to deal with the news on an everyday basis on another, uh, another format. So have a little fun. And then, of course, the most important part of my day, come to the news and why it matters whenever whenever possible. Stop it. Okay, keep going. (laughs) Uh, Coming up in overtime, President Trump going to be the first president to attend the March for Life in person. Huge. More to come. BlazeTV.com. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. President Trump will be the first president of the United States to speak in person at Friday's March for Life rally in D.C., Uh, He just tweeted about it earlier today. He tweeted out a big crowd of people uh, from last year and said, see you on Friday, big crowd. I I hope he was (laughs) aware that that was from last year and not this year, but hopefully will be the same or much bigger crowd. Um, You know, you would think, Jason, that there would be more people interested in the pro-life movement since the left has gone so far to the left and so radical in uh, in their, you know, ideas and beliefs on abortion. Um, how how do you see like this? Well, first of all, what do you think the attendance is going to be like compared to last year? And second of all, um, how do you think the average average American feels about abortion now after hearing what the left has been saying for, you know, the last year? Well, I think attendance will see a bump uh, because of exactly what you said. I mean, they've gone absolutely insane. So that would make someone like me that would never go to our, any kind of rally at right, all, pretty right. much, say, OK, screw this. This is important. I'll actually go. That, that's You'll how actually I actually get up off your couch and do something. Right. That, that's that's showing the kind of like the backfire of the left's, you know, how extreme they've been. Right. Like I probably and you know how pro Second Amendment I am, I probably wouldn't show up to some random Second Amendment rally, yeah. but I would, would have gone to Virginia, Virginia if I could have gotten off work because yeah. they're so extreme, I would have gone. Mm-hmm. Now it's the same for people that were 
you know, pro pro life. Now they're like, you know, I I'm traveling to DC because it's never been more important than it is right now. So I definitely think that it would be a big crowd. Mm -hmm. I cannot believe that there's never been a president to speak at this. I know. That when I heard I that, by that. I, I, I didn't even think about it, but I was like, I cannot believe that. What shame on all of the rest of them that did not. I mean, it's I can't mean, I wouldn't have expected uh, some of the you know the like Obama pro-choice you know president. Right. I wouldn't have expected them, but how did George uh, W. not go? It was I mean, going on then, wasn't it? I Still I then? don't know for sure, but you know I'm sure that presidents in the past could like send their support. Right. Or or comment on it in their daily press conference, but not actually physically attend. Yeah, I think the issue has escalated over the past few years. And now it's at the point where we need the president to be present Mm -hmm. at that event. We need the importance to be placed on it. The Democratic presidential candidates are not ashamed to go to a Planned Parenthood Mm -hmm. event or whatever the case may be to advocate for abortion past 24 weeks or wherever they want it now. And I think we know that most of the people in the public favor limits on abortion at the very least of like three months or something like that. They want reasonable limits right. if they even support it at all. Right. And so there is a, a large base of people, even Democrats, who, who don't support what the party is doing. And so it's important when you have the president putting the support out there, we can maybe pull some more people, pull some more attention to this issue to where they'll say, we cannot support what these Democratic candidates are for. And maybe that could even have an impact on what these Democratic politicians run on when mm-hmm. they see that their base is not in favor of where they're going. This is huge for his base. I mean, absolutely huge. And this probably this is huge for people that might have been tearing yes. and, and thinking about not voting for him. Mm-hmm. Because for a lot of people, and I think even some of those cent, uh, centrist Democrats that are pro-choice but are Democrat, I mean, if I'm in their boat, I'm like, this is a guy that actually is standing for things that we really believe in. Right. And that's something that this administration does really well. Um, also, I think it was yesterday or today, um, Vice President Pence did something that I also couldn't believe no president or leader had done from our country. And he went with Netanyahu down to the wall. And no U.S. leader had done that before because that would have been, oh, no, we can't have the appearance that we, you know, that the United States, you know, stands by, you know, the fact that Jerusalem is, you know, is, uh, is their capital. We can't do that. So they stayed away. Mike, uh, Mike Pence today was photographed with Netanyahu doing that. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're being very consistent in, okay, this is one of the things that we support but not only in words, we're getting our butts down there and doing it. And I think that's huge. And I do think it is interesting because, you know, full disclosure, 2015, 2016, I wasn't convinced that Donald Trump was yeah. going to be a pro-life president. I mean, you mm-hmm. have his his history, right? His life history. He's on tape uh, in interviews saying that he's very much pro-choice. And you look at that and you go, oh, I don't feel good about this. I don't think he's going to be really pro-life. I do think that this particular, you know, uh, political battle that's going on right now has made it so easy for him to come out and say that he's pro-life because look at the other side. Like we said earlier, they've gotten so radical. It's like what a perfect time for a president who used to be pro-choice <laughs> be able to come out and say, yes, I'm pro-life right now, because how can you even question that when you see what the other side is advocating it's for? A good, it's a very good point. And there might be doing to Donald Trump, the Trump family and other people that were kind of around him or friends mm-hmm. of his, what they did to Clarence Thomas back in the day, because they, they absolutely had an opportunity just to have someone that was a little bit more, you know, I don't know, maybe a little more sympathetic to yeah. their, you know, to their viewpoint of the Constitution. But after that, screw that. Clarence Thomas, I mean, I don't think he would ever say that and come out and say that publicly, but they made an enemy for life there. 
I mean, you can't just destroy, just to deliberately just try to destroy a man, his reputation, mm-hmm. and expect to get an ally. But it's the exact same thing here. I mean, even if you, you blew it, you could have had a president that you probably could have manipulated into oh, yeah. doing things you for you. You sweet talk him, you uh, give him, tell him, pay him compliments, tell him what he wants to hear, he'll fall right into your hands. I think it's important for him to do this because it's being responsive to the voters. Mm-hmm. You know, the people who elected you, what do they want? And he's being responsive to that. Whatever beliefs he might have had before, he's looking at what the people who elected him want and he's responding to that. Gosh, wait, you mean uh, someone, a government official actually paying attention to their constituents? <laughs> Imagine that. Huh, who knew that could actually happen? Well, apparently the March for Life's website was shut down after they announced that the president was going to be there because of, of the surge in web, oh, wow. web traffic. Wow. So good for them. Uh, we're hoping and praying for for a positive uh, outcome, great attendance, and uh, wonderful to see President Trump actually attending uh, the first president in U.S. history. Take bets on who actually covers it. I wonder what outlets will actually cover it. Well, you know what's funny? Um, The Women's March just happened. Yeah, I know. A lot of you out there are like, what? It did? Still doing that thing? Right. Oh, it did? Yeah, it did. But like three people showed up, so no one heard about it. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how much this outnumbers, and I believe it did last year too, uh, how much this really outnumbers uh, the Women's March and all those crazy pink hat, uh, pink haired Weird people. Stereotyping right now. I am. I am totally stereotyping. And you know what? I'm not sorry for it. Uh, China, Chinese authorities today moved to lock down at least three cities with a combined population of more than 18 million people. Good luck to you. Uh, In an unprecedented effort to contain the deadly new virus that has sickened hundreds of people and spread to other parts of the world, including a couple places here in the United States, what is it, Washington, and then also Texas, it is this uh, coronavirus, I guess, which I had no idea people could get. It's actually a disease in cats that I learned about a long time ago with the cat that I used to have. Did not know that it was a thing in people. Uh, but the first cases in the Wuhan outbreak, which was the first place that it, it happened, uh, were connected to people who worked at or visited a seafood market. That market has been closed for an investigation. And apparently, oh, here we go. The virus was first transmitted from wild animals, but it might be mutating. Okay, couple hot takes here. First hot take. All those stupid little surgical masks that everyone wears is like a fashion statement. Just stop. A, <laughs> well, they, uh, like, look, no, okay, they so, always no. wear them. How did they get sick if they're always right. wearing the surgical mask? And not only that, the first they look stupid. And <laughs> second of all, like you said, all these crazy viruses come over there. So just stop. Just go. Just ditch the mask. That's dumb. Wait, um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sidebar <laughs> for a second. I don't lose your train of thought. Yes. Do you, if you're in a store and you see someone with a surgical oh mask I'm on, like, wait a minute. Do you, I get kind of nervous? Yeah. I'm like, are you trying to protect yourself from me? Yeah. Or do I need to be protected around. from you? Another sidebar, what is going on you here? You have, have concerns about your cat and whether you are the source <laughs> of the coronavirus. But that's another story. I'll get back to Jason. It was an old cat. I don't. I don't have him anymore. If it was him, it's not my fault. <laughs> but but my second hot take, and actually this is more serious. I think this is a lot bigger deal than what the Chinese government. We cannot trust them at all. All I've seen right now is I think 600 or so in rising mm-hmm. confirmed cases, mm-hmm. and they're and it's popping up in what was it Thailand and a few other places yeah. in, in Asia. But th- I think this is a lot bigger deal than what they're letting on. There's slowly a few um, social media posts that are leaking out video of construction of care facilities that they're just they're throwing up in this area because they're prepar- preparing for the mm-hmm. worst. Mm-hmm. I don't, I tell you what, 
This is the, am, am I naive in these flu things? Like, is, is this not like the swine flu? Like, eat your chicken's noodle soup and then uh, yeah, I, stay home from work for a few so, days and you're fine? Like, so there's 17 people who have died, um, all of them in and around that first original place, Wuhan. And it says close to 600 have been infected. So 17 out of 600. Um, and it's the symptoms of it say it can cause fever, coughing, trouble breathing, and pneumonia. That sounds like the flu. The flu. Yeah. So this is probably elderly people in Yeah, that's people. what I'm saying. I want to know what the demographics Same. of those people yes. are and what the, yes. what the context of that is. Now, could I put on my tinfoil hat for a second? Oh, by all means. Just, what building are we in, just, <laughs> just wait. There will soon be in the next few, I don't know, weeks, a coronavirus vaccine that comes out. <laughs> And they save the day and also rake in billions of dollars because they've got the magic, you know, uh, the magic potency. Okay, I'll take your tinfoil hat okay. and I'll double your tinfoil okay, hat. So ahead. we'll put two on top of okay, each other. let's do it. In 2017, an article came out, and I tweeted this earlier today, so go to my Twitter and check this out. In 2017, there was news that hit, and it, it kind of, it didn't, it didn't make a lot of ripples, but multiple different governments in the world were concerned about this because news came out that China was launching this bio-research facility in that Wuhan province. Mm. This was Is it Wuhan? I said Wuhan. Wuhan, whatever. Um, <laughs> it's that Wuhan place it's like over there in China. Tomato, tomato. Go for it, Wuhan, go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this bio-research facility popped up, and everyone was saying, we're concerned that this might be a bio-research facility for the military to make biological weapons. Um, and also, there were around the same time, I think maybe a year later, there was a study that was commissioned by the, uh, the, uh, the Gates Foundation where they said that we're concerned about oh. testing on coronavirus and how it might be able to jump from animals into humans and that could make a pandemic uh, problem here. Uh, so I'm, I'm not saying, but I'm just Aww. saying there's probably a lot more to the, not probably, there could be a lot more to this story that we don't know about. It sounds like what you're saying is we probably shouldn't trust the Chinese. <laughs> but that's evergreen. Or you can't. Or, or shut up, Aaron. Cat. Shut up. <laughs> uh, transgender activist Jessica Yaniv, mm, our good friend Jessica Yaniv, was arrested and charged with assault against a Canadian reporter. Uh, Yaniv was appearing at court earlier, I think it was Last week or earlier? that Yeah, it was last week. Uh, he was appearing in court over, I don't know, one of his latest, like, I'm going to sue you because you won't wax my balls. Uh, he was appearing in court and there was a reporter outside of the courthouse asking him questions, which was totally legal. And uh, this was how Yadiv responded. Watch. Not very will, you, will you be pleading guilty? What? Go. No, Go. don't touch me. Don't touch Go. me. Hey! Hey! Go. Stop! Go away from me! Go away! Yeah. Go away from me! Jesus, get away from me! Go away! Crazy! Get thing. away from me! Get away! Get the away from me! Stay away from me! Get away from me! Now! Right <laughs> now! He says as he follows you. You heard me? I'm calling the police on you. I don't give a Get away from me! You stay away from me. That's a terrifying video, by the way. Uh, see, see that coming at you? Very. I mean, the. the Feminine, just, I just, she just is so poised, feminine, uh, very ladylike appearance by Jessica Yaniv. Uh, but apparently there is also a camera, security cameras, of course, outside the courthouse that picked up this assault. Uh, Yaniv 
punched this man in the back of the head, which it's always interesting to see someone saying, get away from me as they pursue the person they're telling <laughs> to get away from. <laughs> Stop invading my space. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Yaniv facing five years behind bars. Jason, you hate to see it. Oh, oh, you hate to see you it. Hate to yeah, see it. just awful. You know, I mean, come on, man. It's, I don't even know what to say. I mean, say this all this started. Thing. You want to get a good wax into your life, just spiral. <laughs> right? You, you got to feel bad on some level. We, we, we just want to get the services that we deserve, right? I, well, and I, I don't know. I'm trying to look. I don't know if this particular court appearance, I think it was, but you know, he was back in the news because he was mad that uh, an OBGYN's office wouldn't see him. Probably because right? he has a penis, and that's not really OBGYN specialty. Well, says, are, you, are you a doctor? Because I, didn't, <laughs> I don't know if you're qualified to say that. You haven't seen my medical degree. <laughs> I was just going to You just have to add another letter <laughs> to that acronym. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Okay. All right, that's enough from us. Yesterday's poll, which 2020 Democrat would be the easiest for President Trump to beat in the general election? 31, no, 32% of you said Elizabeth Warren, uh, followed by Bernie Sanders at 25, no, I'm sorry, Joe Biden at 26%, Bernie Sanders at 25%, and Amy Klobuchar at 17%. Weird. Honestly, in my heart of hearts, I would like to believe that he wouldn't have a problem with any of them. Mm. including Amy Klobuchar. I just want to mention real quick, Marianne Williamson endorsed Andrew Yang. I know that's important. I just want to put that out. Did she? She did. So watch for him. I don't He's know coming. how I feel about that. She made the right mm. choice. I miss you, Marianne. That's really weird. I, I, I wouldn't think that they'd have Joe Biden over Bernie Sanders. But I, I agree with, I agree with yeah, Warren at slightly. top. I think it would be Warren, Sanders, and then Biden in order of... So, yeah, it parties. is. I mean, it's just slightly. You could probably... I, Look, it's a very scientific poll that we have on Twitter, but well, you yeah. could probably call the margin of error a wash, all right? <laughs> I'm just saying. But uh, Joe Biden, I feel like people have Joe Biden ahead of Bernie because they expect him to just lose his ever-loving mind on stage during the debates. That's I mean, not a I, bad bet. I yeah, mean, I think there. of him... He's not going to be surrounded by friendlies. He's not going to be surrounded by people who will, you know, maybe send the occasional jab his way. But for the most part, they're tiptoeing around each other. You know, they're pleasant with each other. Donald Trump on a stage with Joe Biden. I mean, the things that would come out of Donald oh, Trump's so mouth. Pay-per-view. He's getting, Joe Biden's getting asked questions by a reporter and he turns around, and it's all he can do to compose himself and not blow up at this guy. Can you imagine? Oh, Trump is going to be talking so about easy. Hunter in Ukraine nonstop. I just so want Hunt, I just want every single question. I want uh, I want Donald Trump to answer with the first thing that he says. I want him to say, "Where's Hunter?" <laughs> every just it doesn't matter if it's about like foreign policy, if it's about uh, the economy, if it's about healthcare. I don't care. I want the first statement to come out of his mouth in every answer to just be, "Where's Hunter?" <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, and then just continue. That'd be amazing. Uh, all right. Today's poll is Hunter Biden a relevant witness to the mm -hmm. Senate impeachment trial. So basically the question is, do you think we're all full of crap here <laughs> or do you agree with our assessment and believe all of the evidence that this guy right here has spent hours and hours and hours and sleepless nights digging to go get? So not that I'm biased or anything, but do you uh, do you trust our evidence or are you wrong? Those are the two options in the poll today. You can go to the Blazes Twitter. I already know y'all's answer. Well, 
Oh. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> you can go to the Blazes Twitter. Let us know what you think. Uh, do you believe our evidence or are you wrong? That's what I'm calling the poll today. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. Thank you, gentlemen. We'll see you guys tomorrow. We're going to find out how many people trust Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Jason's credibility on the oh, line yeah. here. Thanks. <laughs> Hope you got that stuff. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.